fuck Tom Brady. Yeah, I fucking said it. I fucking said it, and I don't even care. I don't even care. I'll drop as many F-bombs about it as I absolutely want to, because I don't give a shit. I hate Tom Brady. That's just my feeling. I don't know why everybody is going (laughs) on me about, oh, you're just biased because you don't like Brady. Yeah, I don't like fucking Tom Brady, but Jesus Christ, can you get any more fucking calls for one guy? Get the fuck out of here. Oh, my God. But it is your boy, D-Roy. Follow me on Twitter and Instagram at RoyDog underscore 13. And on Facebook, Dennis M. Roy over there. You can hit me up in the messengers for as long as I'm still over there. Who knows when I get kicked out. Well, we have a Super Bowl to go back over. Well, a bowl. I don't think I'd call it super, uh, considering the fact that Kansas City decided that it just didn't really want to fucking show up this week. So there is that. Um, yeah, Tampa Bay, 31-9 winners over the Kansas City Chiefs. <sighs> let, let me put it to you like this, okay? So I had my feelings about the referees and all that, but... At the same time, Kansas City really—if if you're going to be a championship team, you need to—you need to work through it. You need to overcome it. It is what it is, and Kansas City couldn't seem to get out of its own way. I didn't think the offensive line was going to be that bad, but it was that bad. <laughs> oh my God. Oh, 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 Tampa led. Tampa led all the way from the beginning. That's really fucking horrible. Really horrible. But let's get through this. Let's uh, kind of recap. We'll go through the article um, as well. It's only one game, so it's not going to take too long. Um... And then I'm really trying to decide. I'm really trying to decide during this podcast if this is the last podcast of this season. And no matter what, season three is going to start next Monday. Um, there is no off season for me, at the very least. I would hope there's no off season for you, at least as far as listening to the podcast. Um, and continuing to at least um, take in some of the information that I'm that I'll be giving out. Um, we're going to be going through next week. We'll be going through uh, some of the depth charts and stuff. Um, I need to get the free agents, the free agent list in there. Um, I'll probably handle that. 
after I get through the first round of the uh, depth charts and stuff and then do the free agency and then I'm hoping I'm going to have enough time to really get into uh, putting on the yearly contracts, you know, how many years left a player has with a team uh, so we can keep better track of not only free agency where, um, you know, rookies are probably going to come in, you know, as potential backups and where they might end up replacing players. Um, That's kind of my goal. That's my thought. Um, I'm going to be working on some uh, statistical stuff uh, that delves into the DVOA for the season. Uh, Strength, uh, another round of kind of looking at strength of schedule Um, and and trying to see if I can come up with something um, that might help better calculate, you know, where to go at the beginning of the year. Um, but it's kind of null and void. It, it's probably not going to work out. The real thing is what it what it's basically going to prove is that your traditional strength of schedule that everybody wants to tout during the summer in the magazines and on the shows that it's basically it's all horse shit. Nobody knows. So you have to you have to follow where the players are going, where the players are coming from. Um, just the whole mishmash of you know change within the NFL, and you have to kind of figure it out. And that's why I give you the color ratings and stuff for the depth charts, so we can see where they're stronger. Uh, or where they're strong, where teams are strong, and where they're weak, especially on defense. Offensive players are a little bit easier, um, you know. And we can take a look at the weak, you know, who's got a strong offensive line versus weak offensive line. Uh, where, just basically, where teams can improve. It's going to be a little bit harder because the salary cap is, uh, from what I'm seeing, is it's coming down. So. We'll have to see what happens on there um, and just kind of delve into it. But let's get through this game. We'll start with the we'll start with the Kansas City side since there wasn't that much going on here. Uh, Patrick Mahomes, 26 of 49 for 270 yards, no touchdowns, two interceptions, was sacked three times, had a 52.3 rating. Good God. Good God, what a fail. What a fail. Now, I don't think it's all on his fault. He did have five carries for 33 yards, good for a 6.6 average. Um, just offensive line was terrible, not giving him a lot of time. Um, the thing that I would say about Patrick Mahomes, though, is that even when he was flushed out of the pocket, you, we know that he's he's got the the ability to make precise passes on the run. We'll get to McCall Hardman. You know, might as well just talk about McCall Hardman here. So McCall Hardman failed, and a lot of people sitting there going, well, he failed, you know, he didn't do he didn't do what you said and what everybody else was kind of looking at with the thing. Well, when Patrick Mahomes throws a ball behind him and had a clear passing lane to throw it in front of him in stride 
on one side where Hardman had an opportunity he could have scored. And then on another one, he beat Davis on the right side. And Mahomes overthrew him. Now, whether you want to say that's because of defensive pressure, sure, all right. But we've seen Patrick Mahomes make these throws. So he was way off. He was way off. I know he makes ridiculous throws, but he was way off last night. He did not look good at all. So I'm not putting the whole thing on Patrick Mahomes, but he he did not look good. He did not look good at all. So he said he's going to take it as motivation for next year. We'll see what happens. We'll see what happens with this team. Uh, any type of changes, we're going to have some wide receivers changing, you know, changing teams here, uh, namely Demarcus Robinson and uh, Sammy Watkins. So we'll see what happens. Clyde edwards alaire the guy that I said to stay away from because of his high price. I said I didn't give a shit. Uh, didn't buy into the whole contrarian thing. He did have nine carries for 64 yards, a lot of that coming in the second half. Uh, good for a 7.1 average. I don't know why. I mean, I get why they were trying to run. They were trying to keep the pass rush at bay a little bit. But, I mean, for the most part, Tampa was just going to blitz on every single play. So it really didn't matter um, in the end. But Clyde Edwards-Alaire also had two receptions on three targets for 23 yards, no touchdowns, good for an 11.5 average. Uh, Darrell Williams, two carries for five yards. Also had two receptions on seven targets. Seven for a measly 10 yards. One even hit him in the end zone. In the face. In the face. Just terrible. Just fucking terrible. So between the offensive line, Patrick Mahomes, and and the Chiefs receivers, just not helping him out at all. Um, it's not surprising that they just got completely fucking trounced. Uh, Receiving-wise, Travis Kelsey came through. Uh, he was our guy. I said I was picking Kelsey over Tyreek Hill, but I did want to have shares of Ty- Tyreek Hill. Uh, Travis Kelsey, 10 receptions on 15 targets for 133 yards. He was huge over on DK. Uh, Tyreek Hill ended up seven receptions for 73 yards on 10 targets. Did say that he was going to get he was going to get his, but it wasn't going to be nearly as good as you know what a lot of people were expecting. Um, he was on the winning lineup over on DK, not over on FanDuel uh, because of the half point PPR. Uh, so Tyreek Hill also had a carry for five yards. Sammy Watkins. Wow. One reception for 13 yards on one target. So he was a huge, huge disappointment um, coming back off injury. I I said it. I wasn't that big on him, uh, but he was. But he should have been a factor. Uh, Byron Pringle actually started the game. Uh, he finished with one reception on two targets for three yards. So he didn't do much better. Uh Let's finish this out for wide receivers because I want to talk about the snap count. So 
Uh, Demarcus Robinson, one reception for 11 yards on two targets. Uh, and then Nicole Hardman ended up with two receptions on six targets for four yards. Uh, we'd already, I had already mentioned uh, what I thought about the whole Nicole Hardman thing. Um, but here, here was the snap shares. So Tyreek Hill 92, had a 92% offensive snap share. Um, Byron Pringle, 59% offensive snap share. Demarcus Robinson, 60%. Um, Cole Hardman, 31%. We knew he was going to, you know, have to come in and out between uh, Sammy Watkins and uh, Demarcus Robinson. Uh, certainly did that. Uh, Sammy Watkins also had th- only 31% of the snaps. So they really split there. Uh, those two were really uh, splitting it up there. Uh, Marcus Kemp actually had 13%. Uh, he played 10 offensive snaps, so that was really fucking weird because uh, he usually doesn't make it onto the field all too often, maybe one or two plays. So, I mean, the consensus on this is just that Kansas City could not figure out Todd Bowles' defense at all, and they look confused as fuck the whole time. So, um, <laughs> live and let live. It is what it is. Um, technically the big boys, Travis Kelsey and Tyreek Hill kind of came through as far as total points on DK. Uh, like I said, Tyreek Hill really wasn't a major factor over on FanDuel because of the half point PPR, but Travis Kelsey, uh, you know, with the 10 receptions, 133 yards, you know, finished with over 18 points. So, uh, he was definitely somebody that you needed to have. Talked about it. He was my guy. If I had to pick between the two, it was going to be Travis Kelsey. And he was the guy consistently getting it done from beginning to end. Uh, he did have one really terrible drop. Um, but let's face it, let's face it, that one drop uh, was not nearly as bad as what we were seeing from this offense all game. Tom Brady, 21 of 29. 201 yards, three touchdowns, no interceptions. Was sacked one time. Had a 125.8 rating. Great. It was very efficient. Uh, Completion percentage. uh, If you're doing the bet, comparing Tom Brady to Patrick Mahomes, Tom Brady was the guy. Uh, That was the one that I bet on. Uh, Tampa Bay running. Leonard Fournette. Wrote him up. Said uh, said I liked him. We like running backs and tight ends against Kansas City. Uh, Leonard Fournette, 16 carries for 89 yards. Good for a 5.6 average. One touchdown. 27 was the long. That was the touchdown run. Also had four receptions on four targets for 46 yards. So over, over 100 all-purpose yards, which is great. Ronald Jones didn't do too bad, and I'm kind of surprised. You know, he had 12 carries for 61 yards, so he had a 5.1 average. He got stuffed at the goal line. That would have been huge Um, if you had Ronald Jones in your lineup and he would have gotten that. He gets the six points. He gets another six points. That's 12 points. So depending upon, you know, how the game goes, 
I mean, you you could have had a lineup that had Ronald Jones and Leonard Fournette, and you probably would have been really, really good uh, just because of the huge salary savings for Jones, over, especially over on DK. So uh, it is what it is. Uh, he did have one target, which he dropped, and I'm not going to put that one on Ronald Jones. That was a really low pass from uh, Tom Brady, so. Uh, but Tom Brady, four carries minus two yards. So if you had that half half yard prop, we talked about this. We kneel downs, uh, just fucking killed it. Uh, Scotty Miller also had a carry for minus three. Uh, I thought for sure he was going to fucking attempt the pass, and I was screaming to fucking throw it. Uh, but he did not do it. Rob Gronkowski was the big winner from the wide receiver tight end position. Uh, again, uh, running backs, tight ends against Kansas City. Rob Gronkowski, six receptions on seven targets for 67 yards and two touchdowns. Was not going, probably would not have been that big of a deal if he only had the one, but when he gets the two, it's it's over if he didn't have Rob Gronkowski in there. Um, Cameron Brait did play. Uh, we'll go through that. So... Three receptions on three targets for 26 yards. Not a great day. Uh, they really kind of held him, kind of held him back. Uh, I'm actually going to take a look at the snap share here. Yeah, see, they had Rob Gronkowski, uh, 88% of the snaps. Uh, Cameron Brait, 42%. Uh, 6% for uh, Tanner Hudson, who actually had a target in the end zone. Uh, he wasn't able to get. So <clears throat> here's what happened. So, and this is partially, and this is actually partially my fault was not looking at the fact that uh, Tom Brady and Rob Gronkowski were, you know, had a chance at uh, securing a record for um, most touchdowns. Between quarterback and uh, I believe it was quarterback and uh, you know wide uh, you know any type of passing target wide receiver tight end um, for the playoffs and they got it on the first one and then they just kind of secured it you know a little bit more with the second um, so that's kind of my fault that's really my fault on that one I'll take that one on the chin. Um, I knew Rob Gronkowski was going to be a bit higher owned um, because of the lower price tag uh, for his salary. So I really was still rode with Cameron Brait. He was the one getting it done uh, the last few weeks. Um, he, in you know, it was kind of funny because I actually looked at him versus Antonio Brown, and they really didn't uh, cannibalize one another. Uh, as much as what I had thought when I went kind of went back and looked through it. So do I wish I had more Rob Gronkowski? Yes, absolutely, because I would have been in the more money uh, that way. But um, overall, from a lower ownership stand, uh, standpoint, um, if you were going to tell me I was going to get a smaller amount of people Riding Cameron Brait versus Rob Gronkowski, I probably would have picked Brait every time. Um, 
specifically this is specifically because it's showdown you have to get kind of weird and unique um if you wanted to try to get you know an opportunity to take the top spot all by yourself so it sucks um but like i said i'd probably do it again all things being equal mike evans one reception for 31 yards on one target are you fucking kidding me one target really antonio brown big winner at wide receiver talked about it he had a clear advantage uh over everybody five receptions on six targets for only 22 yards but he was the only one who got another touchdown outside of rob gronkowski in the passing game so that my friends is uh that was very important he took uh you had to have them. You had to have them uh, to win any significant money. Uh, Chris Godwin also did not come through two, recepti- two receptions on four targets for nine yards. So the two big boys, that, that was the thing that surprised me. Um, even though I really liked Antonio Brown, it really surprised me that, you know, either Evans or Godwin um, – I would have expected either one to have the big day. That's why I kind of hedged uh, some Chris Godwin with Mike Evans. I talked about it, um, but neither one came through. That's kind of. It's, I still stick by it. Um, Mike Evans, you know, was getting the pass interference calls. Um. And kind of just the pass interference calls against the Chiefs with Mike Evans just kind of ruined um, any chances for Mike Evans uh, to kind of get it done. Um, basically, just kept moving him closer and closer. Now, he is a red zone target, but it also opened up for Rob Gronkowski and, like, and, and their opportunity to... Um, kind of make some history together, you know, Brady and Gronk to make some history together. So it just kind of worked. It just worked the other way. Didn't work out for uh, Mike Evans. Tyler Johnson had a target, no receptions. Um, We talked about Tanner Hudson also having that target. Joe Hag, offensive lineman, big fatty, almost got a touchdown. He had it in his fucking hands, but he couldn't secure it. Um it was kind of funny. I was really kind of hoping that he was going to get it, even though I had, you know, no shares within the bet. And I did see the fat man touchdown uh, prop sitting out there, and I was and I was tempted. I was tempted. I think that was almost like that touchdown one. It was like a thousand to one, so it was like a ten to one bet. Um, but yeah, it just I don't know. It didn't work out. Uh so if you won, I'm very happy for you. If you lost, I am uh very apologetic. Uh I felt like I had everything in order. Nothing you know, it didn't it didn't work out. Um It's the end of the year. At least for the two thousand twenty year. We'll work on uh bringing it back, getting better. It's really all you can ever do is try to improve 
improve your research, improve your play. Um, I think that's what we did. I think we that's what we did this year um, is continue in that upward trajectory of really getting it done. It got a, it got more consistent um, this year uh, from last. So it was a really, really good year. Could it have been better? Yep. What are we going to do? We're going to work the off season. We're going to get it done. Get all of our little work done. Free agency. Draft. Which is going to be virtual again. And then uh, really hammer it. You're going to really hammer it. I'm going to hopefully get some new stat, uh, get some new statistical charts put out, uh, get them in the draft guide this year, uh, just to kind of, you know, point us in the, in a good direction, uh, a little further, probably a little bit further explanation of how teams are going to be running their offenses and their defenses. Um, I'm going to hit those a lot earlier this year. I'm going to start writing uh, that stuff up. Um, any type of blurb in there that I get on players, um, coaching changes, what's going on, what's going to happen in there. Uh, I'm going to try and hopefully uh, get si- some kind of a synopsis um, article out to you on you know how stuff's going to work. Uh, for those teams, for those coaching changes. We're going to hit it hard. We're going to hit it a lot harder. Um, that stuff's all going to get in your mailboxes. Um, so you just have to pay attention to it. Um, well, there's going to be a lot more information coming your guys' this way. All free. Um Yeah, it's really about it. I don't know how much more I, I don't know how much more I can stretch. I can't stretch. I can't stretch this out. <laughs> I don't think I can stretch it out for the rest of the week. So this is going to be the final podcast for season two. Season two, uh, we wrap up. We've wrapped up uh, season five uh, for all the you know, digital, you know, physical slash digital work, uh, the write-ups, the spreadsheet, all that shit. Uh, I think it was very good. Um, try to improve. Work towards 2021. I'm doing it now. I'm working on depth charts and whatnot and getting that stuff ready to go for next week, uh, to start for next week. So we'll probably do two a week. We'll do one NFC and one AFC um, and just start hitting it, man. I, I, I appreciate everybody who's listened. Um, this isn't the end, of course. Season three will start next week. Um, but I need to take a little bit of a break, I think, uh, just from the podcasting and just really kind of get into the work, get it all done, get it completed, um, it take some time with the, with the kids here. It's cold as shit in Wisconsin. So, 
there's not much we can do except just kind of hang out and just, uh, you know, watch some movies, play some video games, and just kind of chill out and relax and move away from some of the football stuff. So that's what I'll be doing this next weekend, um, which will be really kind of nice, nice and relaxing. So, um, so like I said, I thank I thank everybody for listening to the podcast. I thank everybody um, for accepting the product, uh, getting the emails, um, asking questions, um, and just kind of you know being a, a a mini support system for everything. And uh, yeah, we're we're not stopping. We're we're gonna keep going. So don't let this be um don't let this be the end until the summertime. There's only gonna be like two podcasts out a week. Uh we'll probably step it up a little bit when we get closer to the draft. Um gonna end up pulling Paul in here again uh for draft season and just kinda talking about some stuff. So yeah, it, it's, it's, look, a lot of these people are like, oh my God, you know, it's the off season, you know, have a good one, it's the off season, we'll see you, we'll see you in the summer, and it's like, no, dude, you want to be fucking good at all this shit, y'all you, you sit on Twitter and you want to be good at this shit, but you don't put in all the fucking work. Like, I understand, like, some of the people that do, like, you know, Football, baseball, you know, baseball, NHL, that type of shit. You gotta, you gotta, if you're doing multiple sports, you gotta, you gotta focus on those, uh, those other sports. But just the pure, like the people who talk about being just the pure football, uh, you know, the the pure fo fantasy football people, and they just kind of walk away. And it's like, how the fuck can you do that? No, you got to keep doing it. You got to keep trying to improve. There's always room for fucking improvement. I will never sit here and go, yep, this shit, it's good. It's great. It's 100%. Nothing. I don't need to change a fucking thing. I look at that spreadsheet. I look at that spreadsheet every fucking week and go, I know it looks perfect right now, but there's something that can be fucking improved on here. And I need to figure it out, whether it's just the aesthetics, just the look of it, or if there's another data point that I can do uh, to go in there. Um, I'm going to work. Uh, I am going to work this off season uh, to try and get it, uh, information to import a little bit better uh, so I can spend less time. Uh, trying to hand enter all that stuff so I can get everything out a little bit quicker. Um, that's another goal. So I, I have tons of goals. I, I get tons of goal. I have tons of goals coming out of a season, and then I start picking up new goals. So it's like constantly keeping my brain focused and ready to go. And guess who that's going to benefit? It's going to benefit every single person. That cares to follow along. It cares to support everything that's going on. So, that's me. It's D Roy. And I'm out of here. You guys have a good one. 
Be back here next fucking week. Get going for 2021. See ya.